topic. Our topic okay, of the fine. day, as we closed, we said cows eat grass. Yes, they do. They eat grass. In case y'all were confused and wondering what cows eat. Turns out I was they confused. Eat grass. You were confused? Yeah. About what they eat? Stand by. Okay. I'm standing. Um, okay. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Stand by. Well, I can't wait. I was, I was confused. When I said cows eat grass, I was absolutely confused. Mm. So here we go. Okay. Right? We'll well, I'm get, excited. We will get there. It is not necessarily it's, true. It's not that simple? No. Oh. Not that simple at all. Okay. All right. Hey, y'all. Put on your boots, grab your headphones, and let's get a little muddy. As we build a community rooted in the love of dirt roads, whether dust or mud. Welcome to the Dust or Mud Podcast. Welcome back to the Dust or Mud Podcast, episode six. Hey, y'all. Well, how was your week? Well, we had a good week. A really good week. Yeah. Um, So, but before we get into that, let's talk about what we talked about last week. And kind of do a little bit of a recap on that. Yeah, last week was all about the Ozarks and life mm-hmm. in the Ozarks, and then we had a current event of farm finances, basically. Yeah, where we kind of dove into a little bit of our farm finances, which caused us to dig in a little deeper to our farm finances, because, you know, I was thinking about it, like, well, why wouldn't we know that? Because we seem to just go along day after day, week on week, you know, plugging away, feed the animals, get the food, feed the animals, get the food. And of course, we know our feed bills and we know what we're making, but we had not gone back and kind of looked at what are the real numbers right now. And we kind of spouted off, we're pretty sure that we're losing money on eggs. Yeah. Yes, I did. (laughs) (laughs) We. Um, Yeah. So after saying, I think we're losing money on eggs, a couple of our listeners and friends and, you know, made some business uh, it gave us some business advice, things to look into and think about. And we did. And, um, yeah, one, one of those was the concept <laughs> of leakages. Oh, yeah, and right. another was the idea that you could potentially distribute, um, some of the costs across multiple enterprises. And that would be a way to, um, not, not seem like one enterprise was taking it, uh, was being hit so hard. Right. And well, and do, does the well, the question I would ask even now is does does each enterprise must each enterprise be profitable? Right. I don't yeah. think we've ah, that's a good question. Right. Um, so anyway, we looked at the numbers, and as it turned out, we're not losing money on eggs. No, we're actually not. We're not making no, money. I wouldn't say that it's profitable. No, but we're not losing money. And so with that, as we as we found that we're not losing money on the eggs, we decided since so many people like the eggs and since we get so many requests for eggs yeah. and we're not losing money on the eggs, yeah. we'll keep doing we'll keep, eggs. Yes, we are. We're going to keep doing eggs. Yeah. Um, so thank you for the recommendations. Um, keep them coming because, you know, we don't know <laughs> much. No, we don't know everything, obviously. And we love the debriefing and all of the outside input. So keep those uh, suggestions, comments, and um, just recommendations coming at us to help us out. Yeah. And I'd say... I, I missed one other thing last week as well, so I, I just sort of spouted off that I didn't think we were profitable without really checking into it on the layer um, side of things. 
I also forgot yeah. as we were talking about life in the Ozarks and how oh. awesome it is and all of the people and all of the really wonderful uh, <laughs> aspects. Of A living. really, really, really influential part of the Ozarks. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily say it's a good influence, but it's definitely an influence. I, I forgot to mention chiggers and ticks. ticks. <laughs> Y'all, the chiggers and ticks. Or sometimes we flip that around and it's tiggers and chicks a lot. Um, anyway, they're awful. They're just truly awful. And it's hard to go outside and work in any field along any fence line or fence row or weeds of any sort or high grass for that matter or short grass. <laughs> I don't know. It's awful. The chiggers are terrible. Yeah, short, short grass is actually okay. I know and that's it is. a little bit of the issue. You know, around the house, we can keep the grass really short and um, not, not really deal <laughs> with them right here around the house. But when you're trying to grow grass yeah. for things to eat, the idea of keeping it really short just doesn't work. No. So um, we got a lot of chiggers and ticks. Ooh, and we. Um, we, when we first got here, we bought the guineas strictly because we were told if you have ticks, you got to buy guineas. Well, we did buy the guineas. And I, I don't. I can't prove that they didn't. I mean, help, they might eat ticks, yeah. but they didn't make a dent. No. I don't I, think. Really, mowing is the best thing, yeah. and and we're not going to mow down all of the food for the animals. So. It's during this time of year, it's just it's terrible. Yeah, it's just so terrible. <laughs> if you see us, you know, as we get deep in thought, if you see us start scratching, scratching. or something <laughs> like it's, monkeys, it's probably oh, gosh. A, probably a trigger bite. <laughs> yes, and we went out the other day. We were looking at a piece of our property that we don't go on a whole lot because it's kind of wooded, and we're thinking about doing some clearing and. Um, building some stuff over there. And so we bravely went out and I'm like, you know, we've been out in the woods already today and we've sprayed down with our bug spray. Let's just go. Regret, regret, regret. <laughs> the night, the ne that night, oh my goodness, the itches are intense. Yeah, so and I look like I have chicken pox on my legs. Apologies for, for leaving <laughs> leaving that, that bit of life in the oh, Ozarks yeah, out. Yeah. That's an important part. Yeah, I think that keeps people out of the Ozarks. That's why there's not, <laughs> the population is so low. It's because of the ticks. That's right. Nobody, and the chiggers. Nobody come. No, don't come here. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's buggy. It's really, really buggy. <laughs> At least in the summer. Okay, today. <laughs> topic of the day. As we Wait, closed the episode update. last week. Farm update. Yeah, but what's the topic? Our topic oh, okay, of the fine. day as we closed, we said cows eat grass. Yes, they do. They eat grass. In case y'all were confused and wondering what cows eat. Turns out I was they confused. You were confused? Yeah. About what they eat? Stand by. Okay. I'm standing. Um, okay. I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Stand by. Well, I can't wait. I was I was confused. When I said cows eat grass, I was absolutely confused. Mm. So here we go. Okay. Right? We'll well, I'm get, excited. We will get there. It is not necessarily it's, true. It's not that simple? No. Um, not that simple at all. Okay. All right. All right. Well, can we do a farm update? Please. Okay. Well... After we we talked about our chickens and our eggs <laughs> and the fact that we weren't sure if we were making money, we decided we weren't losing money. So what did we do? We doubled down. Buy more chickens. Buy more chickens. <laughs> <laughs> so we have 51, I think it is, yeah. uh, being delivered the last week of September. And the thought there is we they're, they're chicks and layer chicks take about 20-ish weeks to mature to being able to produce eggs. 
So what that will do is we will have them small over the winter. Um, they will be big enough to, to withstand the winter by the time winter really gets here. Yeah. But they'll be teenagers through the winter. They'll be fully feathered out. We can grow them out. And then when spring hits, they will be laying eggs. And we got a type that is a prolific egg layer that's on the way. And they will lay anywhere from 289, 285 to 365 eggs a year. So we've got some eggs on the way. Yeah. Yeah. And and that'll set us up as as spring markets start back up. Yeah. We'll be able to um, get going with the spring markets. Yeah, we'll have so many. We'll be offering free eggs. No, we won't. Oh, no? (laughs) You can't be profitable (laughs) like that. Oh, wait. That's right. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Well, anyway, we have more chickens on the way. <laughs> we have more chickens on the way because we we figured out well we're not losing it, so we probably need more. Right. Right. Yeah. And people love farm fresh chicken eggs. That's right. Well, we have some chickens out there that are two years old. Yes. And some anywhere between eighteen and twenty four months is when the chicken layers the production really starts to drop off. Yeah. So from a business perspective, it's time to reduce the flock by those right. that are two years old yeah. and older. So we're going to be processing um, a batch of our layers. We'll turn them and, into stew hens right. and sell them for as stew hens for a very reduced rate, but people like them for... Because they're flavorful. Yeah, they're very they flavorful. They're not uh, as They're not super huge. meaty. Yeah, right. but they have a lot of flavor. So. Right. We'll be processing the the layers that are decreasing in production, and that will really reduce the layer flock, except that we're adding to it <laughs> yeah. with, with the new chicks. Yeah. And yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. We have, yeah. Okay, good. And last week was super busy out on the road, um, oh. burning up the, burning up the dirt roads and some of the some of the paved roads. Yeah, could have went dirt all the way, but that was that's just too hard on the truck. <laughs> yeah, f- ten miles of county roads in Ozarks. Yeah, was it, it was, ten miles? It was either fifteen miles of dirt or twenty-seven miles of a mixture dirt and paved. Yeah. way less dirt. Yeah, it, it you know maybe through four it, four miles. Of either dirt. way, it wasn't no. So we went the high road. Yeah, went the the high road. The hard road. Yeah, we did. Went the hard road. Um, Hauling hay. We found a a local gentleman uh, to buy the hay from in the uh, in our local community, Mm -hmm. and um, our trailer that we have flatbed hauls ten four by five round bales of hay, and so we were prepared for ten trips to get our hundred bales that we needed uh, to get us through the winter. And, and it was like, what, two hours, at least round trip. By the time you went there, got it, loaded it, come back, unload it. Yeah, I, it I was, was hoping about two for hours. two. I think it was actually closer to about three and a half. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it ended up taking a, a bit of, of time. But anyway, when we when we showed up, uh, he offered his hay trailer, which in, um, instead of 45. 10 bales, hauls 23 bales. Mm-hmm. And so it... We took him up on the offer, and it cut our t- uh, trips at least in half. Uh, the, the time wasn't necessarily in half, but the number of trips was definitely cut in half. So Saved was, on diesel a lot. Yeah, saved a lot on diesel, and that was awesome. And it, it's part of what we were talking about with the Ozarks and the community and the, and the, the family and, and just the way that it feels with, with folks helping each other out. Yeah. And it was just a, hey, I've got a trailer that, that holds more hay. Would you like to use it? And we said, sure, and 
That was it. Of course, it benefited him too because he didn't have to be hauling. You know, he didn't have to be loading us out yeah, of course. for multiple days. Yeah, but it was it was really cool. It was very cool for him to offer that. And so we have a hundred bales, nice. actually a hundred and one, yeah. um, sitting out there and ready for winter. So we're okay. Yeah, for another year. Yeah, really, really it feels. It really is expensive. Good. Yeah, hay is very expensive. But this it feels year. really good to have it in place on farm. Oh yeah, the ability to make it through the yeah, winter. When, well, so especially with the shortages and not knowing when a drought's coming and yeah. who's got what, and you know, finding an especially local. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, and the potential, at least, to have multiple years. So. Oh, get a partnership going yeah. with him so that we can secure it year over year. That's right. Because he does make it, or he cuts hay every year and sells yeah. it. Which so we're we're really excited yep. about that, and then. Well, and too, it's from this area. Yeah. The grass, the hay itself, and which yeah. is what our cows eat. When we brought that hay in last year from up north, they didn't care for it as much, and yeah. I don't think they did as good on it. Yeah. Um, so this is what they eat. It's the same, same type of forage, so yeah. it doesn't mess them up as much. That's right. Mm. Absolutely. Okay. The other farm update is in the hog department. The hog department, yes. So our pork enterprise. Yeah. Yesterday we went and picked up nine new. Pure Berkshire piglets. They are beautiful, y'all. They really are. To join the farm. Yes. Um, same um, same farmer, breeder. We, same breeder that we bought the, the last one. So the 10 that we have on farm now are from the same breeder. Mm -hmm. And uh, both set of these sets came from uh, a really top quality bloodlines. Mm -hmm. And so we are expecting some amazing pork. Top quality meaning... The grandfather of the pigs that we currently have on farm yeah. was his offspring. The meat was graded top in the nation for yeah. quality of meat. Yeah. So we're really excited to have some of that, um, that level of quality on the farm. Oh, yeah. Some of yeah. the best, I think that, the, yeah, there's got to be the best. Some and of, the, best of the 10 that we have, the, the big ones that we've been growing since spring, mm -hmm. five are going to the processor towards the end of this month, five mid-month next one, month, and excited to say that holes and halves reservations are closed. We've, oh, yeah. We've gotten all that we can handle on the holes and halves. Yeah, we do a few. We do part of them, especially this time of year, um, as holes and halves, and uh, people signed up early. Yeah, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, it's really super good. encouraging. So, um, th those are those are done, and the rest of them will have in, uh, made into cuts, uh, things that we can sell online, local farmers markets, right? You know, so that we have meat in our freezer and yeah, to, through the to sell through, through the winter. winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so really excited. Yeah, yeah, hey. and I can tell you that one's profitable. Yeah, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about pork later. Yeah, good, good, good. Um. So we got those. Any other farm updates for you? Oh, wait. Yeah. So today, y'all, we moved the cows and the sheep into a new paddock. And at Lush, oh my goodness, they're going to be so happy there. Yeah, we rejoined the FLIRD. Yeah, if you haven't read the blog or anything, we do um, a combined flock and herd. Yeah. And we've been... It was very cosmic when we did it the first time, and we were all a little bit freaked out, yeah. and how are we going to separate them? And now we bring the two together and separate them um, multiple times, yeah. like we just, without even really thinking about it, because each of them come when you call them. and, and well, Cows don't come to sheep, sheep, sheep. 
Yeah. Cows come to come on cows. Right. And sheep come to sheep, sheep, sheep. And they don't know what cow come on cows means. Nope. So it's really easy to get them to come yeah. um, wherever it is that we want them to go. Yeah. So we have the flirt. If you hear us say the flirt, that's it's what that is. our flock herd yeah. all together. Yep. Well, so we moved them today into a, a, a paddock. And the cows had to go a little bit of a ways. Well, calves be calves. <laughs> they are crazy. And they're crazy. And if they, if you've got everybody going in the right direction, they do good. Um, we don't have horses. We don't work them. We work. We we do it on foot. And so, as we're moving them, we're pretty much calling them like a dog, and then sort of pressuring them to go where we want them to go. Well, today they missed the gate that we wanted them to shoot through. And so we had, there was a little bit of a, you know, craziness there for a second. Well, by the time we got them to go through the gate that we um, intended for them to go through, some went that way. Calves and one of the mama cows. Yeah, she's a, she's a first time mom. Yeah. And her calf decided to go the other direction. And, and the more experienced moms will stay with the herd and call their calf and yeah. the calf will turn around and go with the herd. Yeah. Well, this first time mom, she didn't do that. No. She actually followed the calf. Yeah. And so the calf went that way. The first time mom followed the ca her calf and then another calf followed her. So we had two calves and one cow that were going just in the opposite direction of the rest of the herd. Yeah. And I'm, I think they were going to Disney World. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where they were going. I don't going, know why they couldn't just stay with everybody else, but <laughs> no, they but, didn't. And they were not interested in going mm -hmm. with everybody else. No. Either. And they wound up up in another pasture, but we, we got them pushed back down. And the mama, it was pretty easy to get her to go on through the gate where I wanted her to go because she's used to following. But the And then one of the calves, we got it. Y'all, we lost the other calf. Like we have a calf out there in the woods right now. Well, we didn't lose it. It's just on the other side of the fence from where the mama is. And a little bit ago, we could hear them all both hollering. Yeah, so we knew we knew that they would find each other. They'll find each other. Like we, they're, but man, that calf hid, and we could not find no. it. It was a not a big patch of woods either. No. It's a small patch of woods. No, but, but they can we, uh, they disappear. We couldn't find. It. I mean, we know it's there, and we're just like, you know what? We're just gonna leave it. Yeah. And we'll listen, and whenever the calf, you know, makes its self-known again and mom starts calling it then we'll rejoin them here yeah. in a little bit probably when we're finished with this we'll yeah. go out there and <laughs> let them rejoin but until then they can stand on the other side of the gate and holler at each other yeah that's what they get i don't think they learn no they don't, they're, <laughs> they're not they're, they're, no, they're not they're not magna cum laude that's for sure no. <laughs> in the animal no, world <laughs> no. all right so on the on the topic of cows <laughs> eat grass yes they do well, ours do. Ours do eat grass. That is a true statement. And so, and I think had I said that last week, mm -hmm. our cows eat grass, mm -hmm. uh, it it wouldn't be quite as uh, um, jarring. Yeah, jarring, <laughs> uh, because I just said cows eat grass, like an overarching statement of all cows eat grass. Well, right. While true, yeah. that's not the only thing that they eat. No, and. Um, this week, we, we've been doing on the podcast, we've been doing a, um, a topic, not not the topic of the day, a current event. Current event. Towards the end of the podcast. And but I think we're going to switch it from current event now that I, I see that he's going to keep continue with this theme of, you know, let, let's add something unknown to the mix. More like a, a did you know? Or yeah. what do you think about? Yeah. You know, not really a current event because it might not be so an this, event. So this week I, I made a did you know. 
Okay. And I switched up the order on you. Okay. So I'm I'm bringing the did you know all the way to the front of oh. the topic of the day. Okay. No whammies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go. So it's time for the did you know. Okay. And no, I didn't. The the did you know has to do about what cows eat. Okay. And um, this isn't new. So that's why I can't call it a current event. No. So in, in 2010, and I won't necessarily read the articles until yeah. we get needing some details, but in 2010, mm-hmm. there was a, a semi-truck overturned on a highway, and it spilled red Skittles everywhere. And there was, you know, a, a lot of funny talk about the red Skittles. Only red? Red Skittles. <laughs> There was a lot okay. of talk about the red Skittles that were all over the highway, and they okay. didn't have the S on them, so they were obviously like defects or or Skittle coals, I guess. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> misprint <laughs> Skittle coals, <laughs> right? So, um, what do they have against red ones, right? Well, it, it <laughs> as the story continued, yeah, they found out that the Skittles were en route to be fed to cows. To cows? Cows. Skittles. Right. So the story starts breaking, <laughs> right? And so from Can there, yes. Oh. Right. So from there, um, the, this, the idea that our cows are fed candy, it really was in the news about 10, 12 years ago. And at that point, we weren't concerned at all. We were in the in the middle of our Air Force career and not thinking about farming or anything to do with it. And um, I think that headline... That's not true. Not farming. We had chickens. Oh. We did have chickens. And I wanted to get goats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I stand corrected. <laughs> Let me regain my composure here. Good luck. Right. <laughs> Good luck. Well, you have me with cows eating skills. Right. I stand corrected. Okay. We were concerned with other things at the time and were not. It, that headline didn't resonate with me, I guess, because I certainly don't remember it. No. But at that time, right. 10 to 12 years ago, it, it was a headline that um, cows are being fed candy. Okay. And so as I was looking into the, the, the details, trying to gather notes and such about our uh, podcast yeah. today about cows eating grass, I was shocked at cows actually eating, eating candy. candy. So it's not a current event, but it is a, a, an, an actual thing. And um, I, oh. I actually found a, a an article from Cargill, who is, as you know, one of the major beef uh, well, processors, yeah. and it it really um, talks about how amazing it is, how awesome it is, a sweet move, they call it, <laughs> how Cargill upcycles Hershey's leftover chocolate into nutritionist-approved feed for cows. And it's a it's a very upbeat article from Cargill about how they have a partnership with Hershey's and how it's good for everybody to include the cows. Oh, so instead of corn, 
They just feed them corn syrup. Well, uh, through the candy, a, a form of processed corn syrup. The nutritionists, where did they go to school? Uh, I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing out a question. I don't know. So there's, uh, I mean, uh, there's some there's some truth to what they're saying, right? It, yeah. it is it is a form of a carbohydrate, and yes. it is a sugar, and the cows have a different stomach than we do. And yeah. the, the intention in feeding the cows is that you feed the bacteria in the cow's stomach. And oh, then the okay. cows actually digest those bacteria. The bacteria are technically what the cows eat, right? Mm -hmm. So their stomach doesn't work as, exactly like ours. Not at the, all, right. Mm -hmm. There's not four stomachs. There's one stomach, four chambers, and big, huge fermentation vats where the bacteria grow. And they and need sugar. They need the sugars. So, and so from a nutritionist perspective, they believe at least that that form of sugar is fine for the cows. So as I, as I dug deeper, here comes some more of the did you know. Can I also say something else? <laughs> Please. <laughs> hey, you did this. <laughs> Please. Say something else. So um, I never heard. That's one of those things that I didn't know existed. What? Leftover chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Right? <laughs> I don't think Miss Krista has ever seen a piece of leftover chocolate. <laughs> leftover chocolate. <laughs> Enough to feed cows. Yeah. Huh? Semi trucks. Semi trucks of Tons. leftover old mm -hmm. chocolate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it doesn't necessarily oh, say. Oh, it doesn't say it's old, just chocolate. Yeah. Huh. Right. I didn't know. That's that's an anomaly. Right. So here comes more. There's more. So <laughs> as as I as I dug deeper into cows eat grass. What I found was the FDA regulates what cattle cannot eat, mm. not what they can eat. Oh. Okay. Okay. So examples of what they cannot eat. Now this is FDA from mm -hmm. the FDA. Okay. They cannot eat meat and meat byproducts from cows. That's good. And other mammals or dehydrated garbage. It's good. We have an FDA. Hey. It's a good thing. <laughs> the FDA or USDA? FDA. FDA. Says that cows cannot eat, eat dehydrated, dehydrated garbage. garbage. Correct. Okay. On the list of things that cows can eat because they're not regulated away from eating. So as you start talking about they cannot eat meat and meat byproducts. What are those? So as you get into the eaches and the details yeah. of what all of the things are, what ends up spitting out is things that they can eat. Okay. So mm -hmm. examples of what they can eat. Yes. Blood products, milk products, pig and horse meat, protein from fish and poultry, feather meal, meat and bone meal. They, okay. can, they can eat. Other examples of what they can eat. Bagels, bread waste candy, candy product blends, cereal byproducts, chocolate, donuts, fruit twists, and Kool-Aid drink. Wait, <laughs> what do you call those things? Fruit twists. Fruit roll-ups. Oh, fruit roll-ups, those. Fruit twists. I was thinking of the other ones that are like the red licorice. Oh, maybe they are. What are those called? Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Yeah, I don't eat a lot no. of candy, obviously. You're right. It's Twizzlers. Fruit oh, twists. Yeah. yeah. They can eat Twizzlers, but they don't want to name it. Ah, my God. Well, they did name Kool-Aid drink mix by Kool name. So, okay. So, our we feed some of our animals grains, and our local non-GMO mill 
What is their motto? We are what they eat. Huh. I'm just throwing that out there. I hadn't I didn't consider that as I was reading through this, but you're you're absolutely oh, right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So uh, um that's why I sort okay. of chuckled a bit at the beginning I, of this maybe when they are happy cows, they're drugged. I took us back to <laughs> my statement about cows eat grass. Oh yeah. Now that no. Nah. Um, so this is all in a confinement situation. Farmers aren't out there going getting <laughs> Kool-Aid. <laughs> thing to feed their kids. Sprinkle in the trough. In the, no. In the, wow. Yeah. I know I'm just kind of making light, but it's a serious situation. Yeah. So um, what it is, is a cheap way to get um, whatever that nutrient happens to be into the cows. Mm. Uh, it, sugar, protein, you know, um, in the blood and bone meals all about the different proteins and calciums and that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the the candies. I get, I get are that kind of stuff. Sugars. Adding adding nutrition to their like if you they're compressing it or something into yeah, the feed, I, it, or are they just dumping it? Yeah. I don't I, know. I, it, it 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 is mixed into the feed. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The man, the thing for me, and and we'll get more into it as we talk through what we do here on the on our farm but yeah. the thing for me is cows like they're not supposed to drink Kool-Aid and eat chocolate no i don't think that they are. that is not a cow's diet no it's I just think, not no i don't think it was meant no maybe a blackberry okay in season yeah we uh, our cows love to they eat do. the blackberry bushes. yeah maybe wild raspberries Okay. In season? Yeah. They probably think that's delicious. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. They do like the leaves. Yeah. I don't know about Kool-Aid. Mm-mm. Mix. No, my goodness. Okay. No, they're not. That is not That is not an appropriate diet to me. To me, I do not think that's an appropriate diet for a cow. Mm. So I thought that would be a good primer mm. for our discussion of... of what how, we do. How we do things on our farm. And why we do it. Because, yeah, let's go there. All right. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's a launch. Are you, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. What you guys may not know is <laughs> I... I uh, we BS a lot. <laughs> no. Is that um, in prepping for these, I will sometimes give Shelly a little bit of a hint of what we're talking about. And so mm-hmm. this morning I said, hey, do you know cows eat candy? And she said, What? And I said, that's it. I, I won't tell you anything else. <laughs> I about lost it. And so um, I, 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 I enjoy it because I, I love watching her reactions <laughs> to some of these things. And I think it's awesome that you get to see it too. Uh, so oh, aren't you so there's, there's, there's some impromptu here with oh, this ab- about what we're doing. So The Skittles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, you said that one. That was good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I enjoy it. Why grass only is our our first topic of discussion. Why why do we feed our cows grass? And um, man, did did we learn a lot mm-hmm. over the past few days? Um, I if you've never done um, anything like this, there's a lot of introspection that's required. Uh, if in my opinion, if you want to 
to do it correctly. If you don't want to just start spouting Are you off talking about podcasting? Podcasting okay. in general. If yeah. you don't want to just start spouting off your opinions based on nothing, yeah. then it takes a, a bit of introspection and study and why is it, why do we think this and why right. do we believe this and why are we doing this? You know, it's hard. If, if we're going to talk to you about what we're doing, the, the, like the, the feeling, the, the, the nest behind it is why, yeah. you know, anybody can talk about, we feed our cows grass. Mm -hmm. But what I wanted to get to, um, that we could share today is the, is why, right. why are we doing this? And I, I was shaken yeah. a bit at my at my foundation on this. I know. About the whole I know where you're uh, going. Grass fed and such. Yeah. But like so Because our yeah. What, why ahead. why do we do grass only? It started if if you remember when we when we ordered our first whole beef, mm -hmm. it was a grass only operation mm -hmm. and it was a Devon cow. Mm -hmm. We found out later after we said, this is amazing. I've never tasted beef mm -hmm. like this. What is it? Yeah. It's a Devon. Yeah. Um, and it was grass only. Mm -hmm. And we were moving into a carnivore diet where yes. we were eating meat only. And so the, the amount of nutrition, you have to squeeze every ounce of nutrition that you can mm -hmm. out of the meat product that you're eating because you're not getting some of the other things that you might get. And right. so the idea that there's more omega-3 fatty acids in, in grass-fed beef than grain-fed. Yeah. That, that was important to yeah. us because we were transitioning to a meat-only diet. Yeah. And that's... Animal-only uh, diet. Yeah. Anim yeah. Sorry. Carnivore. What, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Um, w right. We did have some dairy. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the idea that you need to get as much nutrient as you, nutrition as you can out of the, the products that you're eating was important to us. Yes. And so... We, we chose to go with grass-fed when mm -hmm. we purchased our beef. Mm -hmm. And it was so good to us that I think in the back of our mind, that just became it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, um, when we started talking about doing the farming thing and the idea that we could produce food mm -hmm. for ourselves mm -hmm. based on purchasing that beef, you well, know, I we think can, the comment was um, we could just do this ourselves. We can ourselves. do this ourselves, mm -hmm. right? And so when we when we made the, the choice to to do that for ourselves mm -hmm. and then transitioned that into maybe we could do it for other people as well. Yeah. There was the idea was already there. It was it was like mm -hmm. a decision that had already been made. Mm -hmm. We didn't really sit down with the calculator and the cost of hay versus grain no. and you know like we didn't we didn't do that it was just a we're we're doing grass only yeah that, that it was, was, it. It was purely it. based on experience yeah and then the more we learned and we got into the concept of regenerative farming yeah. and the making the the soil better and making the land better like it sort of built on itself from there but mm -hmm. I, I think the why from all the way down to the foundation of why did we particularly specifically do grass, mm -hmm. that that decision was made before we ever got into farming. Yeah, you're right. Do you do you see anything any different? No. Okay. No, you're right. No, I I, I completely I completely agree, and but I but um in a, in that there might have been some misconceptions on our part. 
based on some of the numbers that you were looking at this morning, as far as the health benefits, I don't know that they were as significant. I don't know that they are, are as significant as we thought them to be back then. Yeah. The numbers aren't as high. You can state, you can state a statistic in a way that it sounds like it's significant, but if you really start looking at the minutia of the numbers, it becomes insignificant. Yeah. So then it kind of rocked me yeah. this morning when you were giving me the data and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Mm. Yeah. Because if you say it increases it by 50%, cool. well, that's great. Yeah. You, you know, there's 50% more or whatever the number is, there's 50% more omega-3 fatty acids in grass-fed beef versus grain-fed beef. That's awesome. But what is the number really? We're going to get to that in our misconceptions talk. Oh, good. I'm glad. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, that's because we're going to have to dial this Y in yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But that, that from the, from the foundation, yeah. that's why, that's okay. why we started there. Yep. Now, okay. as we have gotten mm -hmm. in more into regenerative farming, as we've gotten the animals and got learned learning animal husbandry and mm. dealing with the animals, it has become very important to us that the animals live in their natural habitat. Yeah, cow and lives so, in a field. Yeah, so mm -hmm. for us, the flippantly last week I said cows eat grass because in my mind, that's what happens. Yeah. Cows are out on a pasture and cows eat grass. And mm -hmm. that's that's it. That's all yeah. in my mind, yeah. right? I, know, I understand there's an... 80% of the market is yeah. not that. Yeah. The majority but, of the industry is yeah. very different than that. Right. But yeah. in, in my mind, that's what it is. And so mm -hmm. for us, as we're doing it, that's the way we believe it should be done is they eat grass. Yeah. And they that, live in a pasture. They live in a pasture. They eat grass. They be cows. Yeah. yeah. The way they were intended. Yeah. And for how long? Well. Their whole life? To, to us, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Until their one bad day. And that's not the day that they get loaded onto a semi truck to go to their CAFO, right? Confined animal feeding operation where they're packed in with thousands of other animals okay, and fed block. skittles mm -hmm. and chocolate and Kool Aid. It's they live on the pasture and they eat grass, hay in the wintertime, and grass in the spring and summertime. You know, that's that's how we see cattle. Agree. So why, why grass on our farm? That's, that's really it. Because that's the way they were, what they're supposed to eat. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. from, a, from our farm's perspective, there's a, a synergy between the cows and the pasture. Yep. Right? Like the, the cows being on the pasture improves the pasture. Mm -hmm. The more time that we are rotating our cows and sheep, but today's talk is cows. Mm -hmm. The more time we're rotating the cows through the pasture, the better the pastures get. In case you didn't know, they poop a lot. They do, and they pee a lot. And they pee a lot. And there's a lot of nutrients in both. Yeah. And uh, biology. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so the soil is becoming more alive. Mm -hmm. There are more worms in the soil, which helps aerate the soil. They're they're mashing carbon down into the the soil mm -hmm. as they step on the grasses. They're they're eating it, removing it. They're peeing and pooping on it. They're fertilizing it, like. They're, they, this whole rotational grazing concept is making the pastures better, 
yes. which means that they can support the cows better. Mm-hmm. The cows make the pastures better. The pastures support the cows better. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. like it's a, it's a, a major part of, of what we're doing on the farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> from an from an ecological perspective, what's yeah. the, what are the ecological benefits? We sort of talked about yeah, that. We just talked and the, about that. The uh, but the other side of that is like w- the the other way cows are finished out puts them in a feedlot, and in in my mind, I, I mean I I did I did waste treatment at the beginning of my very very beginning of my career after university I did waste treatment. And we were doing uh, waste treatment for large confined animal operations, yes. uh, dairies, dairies, hogs, yeah. um, and hogs. And there is a lot of waste, true waste, and it is quite toxic. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a, you, you know, do the tests. And yeah. There's there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, and so the the idea that you're taking those animals and jamming them in on top of each other, and then they create what what we just described as fertilizer and nutrients. In that setting, they create waste. Right. And um, without going into the whole environmentalist thing, no. it, there is a lot of waste a lot. Uh, from the confined animal feeding operations. A okay. lot of it. Yeah. And with the same thing that we say is nutrients for our yeah. soil. Well, it's all about dosing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Cool. Well, um, ecologically, they're very beneficial to our property mm-hmm. and to the other animals who kind of sometimes can come behind them and it makes it better for everybody. Yeah. It also sequester helps to sequester carbon as the roots get be- you know root systems get better on the on the grasses. The the better the root system, the better the grass, the more CO2 is pulled down in, which right. not to get into the environmentalist stuff, but you know, we've got a little too much carbon in the air and it belongs in the ground, and one of the ways to get it back in the ground is to create grasslands to pull it back into the soil where it belongs. So it helps with that. Yeah. Right? Yes. So the, okay. the benefits of a grass-only diet. So we, we raise Devon uh, cattle, as we mentioned earlier. They, they are a heritage breed, and they, um, from the beginning, survived on grass. And that was an important thing for us, as we talked about, was that we find a breed that can do well, live and thrive on grass only. So, yeah, if you're considering getting cows and you're considering starting an operation of any sort in the, you know, to create and grow beef, definitely get the breed that fits the model of farming that you intend on doing. Yeah. If you if you want to do have a grass-only operation, get research the breeds that can do grass best. Yeah. And like one thing quickly is to look at is they have big, huge barrel bellies with shorter legs. You know, belly ends big. up dragging closer to they the ground. They all look like they're pregnant. Yeah, big, big. Big. Uh, I barrels. mentioned the fermentation vats. Mm-hmm. To because they're not getting all of the extra calories from the grains. Mm-hmm. They their bodies are uh, um, are set up 
so that they can just stuff more in. Yeah. They can, they hold more. And, and shorter legs. They look kind yeah. of a little squatty compared to, you know, some the of the taller, lankier cows. Longer legs. Longer leg cows. cows. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that may pack on the pounds quickly with a, a, a grain type feed. Yeah. These, these are a slower grow and are able to pack on pounds with grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, think it's breed. think it's important. Breed matters to do the breed. Yeah, so we we mentioned the the health benefits and some of the surprising things that we found from a, a health benefit perspective. And I mentioned um, the way the reason we decided to go grass only um, just take the omega three fatty acids. So the, most all studies will show that grass-fed beef is higher in antioxidants, higher in omega-3s, higher in omega-6s. The omega-3 to 6 ratios are better. Like mm -hmm. There are health benefits to grass-fed beef. Yes. As I started digging into it, I was surprised at what the numbers actually say. Yeah. So the claim is true. There are health benefits. Mm -hmm. the The actuals are not necessarily a big deal. So, the omega three take omega three for example. You uh, um, a typical, you know, median aged adult male needs one point five grams of omega three per day. You know, standard recommended daily of whatever. Blah blah. Mm -hmm. um, a, a gram and a half. Mm -hmm. is is what you're supposed to get mm -hmm. from an omega-3 perspective. Mm -hmm. In three ounces yeah. of, so just under a quarter of a pound mm -hmm. of grass-fed beef, mm -hmm. there is 0 0.015 grams of omega-3 fatty acids. That's not much. And in grain-fed, it's 0 0.003. Oh, well, that's significantly more. It is significantly more. With the two compared. Yeah, That's just right. comparing the two. The, mm -hmm. It is significantly more yeah. in grass-fed than it is in grain-fed. So you can and make quite a statement there on your percentages. You can. Mm -hmm. You can absolutely say grass-fed is better. Mm -hmm. You can even multiply it out and say whatever percentage it, better it is. Mm -hmm. And then when you do the the multiplication, which I did, yeah. and take it to, okay, so how much grass-fed beef would I have to eat? And this is ground beef. Yeah. Um, as a, for me, how much grass-fed ground beef would I have to eat to get to my recommended daily omega-3 of one and a half grams? And by the way, that's like a raisin and a half. Oh. For, okay. Okay. All right. So how, <laughs> a raisin and a half. Yeah. So how much how much ground beef grass-fed would I have to eat? And the answer is just under 19 pounds. A day. A day. But that is that is better than what it would take for me to get my recommended daily allowance from a grain uh, a grain fed perspective at just under ninety four pounds a day a day right so to say that it's better is true to say that it's worth even talking about I didn't I don't know I don't know because I'm I can't eat nineteen or ninety four pounds of ground beef in a day you could eat a raisin and a half well. The or other way I could walnuts. get the other way I could get my one and a half grams of omega three fatty acids is from two ounces of walnuts. Yeah, I, that 
It's a better choice. Or 94 pounds of grain-fed ground beef. Yeah. So I was, <sighs> I was really, really um, ready to talk about yeah, the health benefits. That's right. and Why are we doing it? Why are we Just doing jump this? Jump up on your and, health stump. Yeah. And it, well, not 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 like to pound, but to but to bring people with me. You know, yeah. come on, oh, it's yeah. better. Yes, it's better for you. Yes, you, it, and it is. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if omega threes or where <laughs> you want to have where you want to stand on that. Man, I'm not a beer stump. I was disappointed. Yeah, that is disappointing. Okay, so then why? If it's not health. In terms of omega-3s that have been touted so much to be, you know, such a difference between the two, then we have to come up with a... Again, I will say, there is a big difference I know, but the I, but, but, the, but the overall significance of the human diet, it's minutia. Insignificant. Very insignificant. So then we have to come up with a why. Yeah. Why are you out... Why, are, why do you have what you have? Why do we grow in what the way we're growing it, we could put them in a square and give them Kool-Aid. It would be easier, maybe. We're taking risk. We're working hard to grow good food. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I, then I, I think it goes, wise. I think it goes back to what we were talking about before. And what what you guys are seeing is us struggling through. Um, we've, we've talked through this for a minute. But us really struggling through the um, what happens when something that you believe isn't necessarily true. Yeah. And so um, that's why I keep saying it is better. Like mm -hmm. we weren't false in our belief that it is better. I think the false belief was that it mattered. Well, I think that, I, I don't know if it's in the notes, but to get into the the marketing illusion. Oh, we can of, skip there. It is in the notes. And on, on this one, I will go to some of the, yeah, some of the I articles. act like I didn't read these notes. I did, but it was a very short time ago. Yeah. So it wasn't for long. this one, what, what I printed out here is, um, beef. It's what's for dinner. And what they were, uh, the, what the article is, is decoding the label, know your beef choices. Oh, right. And so the, the four different things from a USDA perspective that you can put on a label. Um, grass. Oh, yeah, You I can see. put on grain finished, mm -hmm. grass finished or grass fed. Yep. Um, and I can get into the differences yep. there. Certifi certified organic and naturally raised. Mm -hmm. And naturally raised is sometimes referred to as never ever. So those Never are ever any antibiotics or hormones added. Correct. Yeah. And so the, the difference, uh, grain finished, um, they can, they, they eat, they still eat the majority of their lives grass. Yeah. Right. Living so in the pasture, a, a calf farm. is born, it drinks milk. Yep. And then as it transitions off of milk, it eats grass with its mom on the pasture until it reaches whatever size that cow calf operation is going to sell it. Typically 500 pounds or so. And then off it goes. Off it goes. Right. On a, on a truck so to a CAFO, to a feedlot. They, are, um, they definitely want you to know that they spend the majority of their lives eating grass or forage. And then they spend four to six months at a feed yard eating a balanced diet of grain, local feed ingredients, potato hulls, sugar beets. 
hay, forage, Skittles, chocolate, Kool-Aid. Kool yeah. Right? No, they didn't actually say that. Um, <laughs> Grass-finished or, uh, or grass-fed. So they, they did away with the grass-fed a few years ago because the concept that we just talked about, all cows eat grass. Yeah. So the idea that, that it's grass-fed really was a, a misnomer and, and potentially misleading. So yeah. they transitioned it to a grass-finished, yeah. meaning that that last four to six months... It did not we, go to the CAFO. No, that does not mean that. That's what shocked me. The, oh. uh, uh, the, the nutrition things surprised me. I may have mm -hmm. said shocked earlier. It surprised me. This one is what shocked me the most mm. about, uh, about grass-fed. Yeah. Um, beef grass finished now um, so uh, grass finished beef comes from cattle that spend the majority of their uh, lives eating grass or forage uh, they may also eat grass forage hay or silage at a feed yard so the grass fed what you're buying in the store if you go to the store and you buy grass finished grass-fed, whatever the label says. Well, they have the pictures on the labels of them in the pasture eating grass in they, the pasture like they ours do. Were, right? They were right? in the pasture eating grass. Uh-huh. Until they, they went to a CAFO. Until they went to a CAFO. Where At, they were given grass products instead of Kool-Aid. That depends on the study that you look at. I've mm -hmm. saw, I saw both. If you look at the USDA sites, they, they say that it has to be a grass product. Um, some of the independent studies that I've that I researched um, said that they can contain some of the sugar, the candies and such. As oh, a way probably up to, to get, a certain percentage. Right, as a way to get calories. Out. Yeah. The thing about the grass now, that the grass-fed beef that is being fed in a feedlot or a CAFO is corn is grass. Mm. And until the corn becomes a grain, mm -hmm. you can chop it up and it's grass. Mm -hmm. And it, the, the transition from grass to grain happens with a percentage of moisture that's in the kernel. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a corn kernel even and be still considered grass. grass. Illusions. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. And, um, so let me finish. So certified organic, it means that they've never received any antibiotics, growth hormones, and they can be either grain or grass finished as long as the USDA Agricultural Marketing Service, AMS, which is another thing that I, I learned about, uh, certifies the feed that they've been eating is 100% organically grown. So I suppose if the chocolate is organic, then they, they can eat the chocolate. It doesn't say that. Uh, the other one is naturally raised, and this is beef uh, um, that comes from cattle that have never had any antibiotics or growth-promoting hormones. They may be either grain or grass finished and at a feed yard. So the shocking thing to me was grain-finished, grass-finished, certified organic, naturally raised, all at, a feed, all at a feed yard. Consolidated. Okay, so I had, I had this image because for me when i say grass fed and we talk about what we do on our farm that's cows out there on the pasture yeah and so um when we would go to the store before 
when we didn't have uh, beef from another farmer and mm-hmm. before we started raising our own beef uh, grocery store meat we we would buy grass fed yeah. or grass finished whatever it said yeah. like you said the label on the has a little cow standing yeah. in the grass yeah. and my assumption false was that this whatever i was eating was out there his whole life on the grass mm-hmm. and that's not true mm. That's not what the label means at all. Mm. It means that in the same CAFO, it's just fed something fed something different. different. Mm. Still, and so still you get the hot feed you, you get potentially depending on how much of the not corn corn they eat and and yeah. such. You you can still get the minimal health benefits. Yeah, yeah. maybe, but they're still standing yeah, in a feedlot. And, and so I'm like, and, well, it gets to there. Oh, it gets to there for us then. It gets to the, the ethics and the humanely raised and where the cow's spending their life. Not, yeah. uh, not, I mean, okay, fine. There are some health benefits for the humans, but what are the health benefits to the cow itself to live its life out on the pasture versus in the you know last five months of its life in a CAFO? Uh, and yeah. so, you know, I... I did, I did not used to care where, you know, where they were raised. I didn't. I was a person, I had, a, I had a family, we had a family to feed, we had a lot of kids to feed. I went to the grocery store, we got meat, we got chicken, we got all of the things, hot dogs, whatever. I just had to feed people yeah. and uh, with, a, with a grocery budget. And so we got meat, uh, whatever they offered. And I didn't care to see... So many people we know in the cattle industry or, you know, as farmers. And I didn't care when cows would pass us on the highway, there they went, you know. Or if chickens were passing us on the highway, there they went, you know, to the processor or to the feedlot or wherever they were headed. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't bother me, mm. you know. Um, but the, now the concept or the thought of an animal leaving my farm and going to a confined or is that what the C stands for? Confined or concentrated to a concentrated feed operation. We have cows standing out there right now that we considered selling because the beef prices are so high. Take them to the market, sell them. We could have paid for all that hay out there. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, it doesn't match. It doesn't fit. It's incongruent with how I feel about where the animals are going where they're spending their life, how they're being raised, and then what they're becoming. And so we just chose not to. You know, we'll hold on to them and we'll feed them grass and then we will get them processed when they're ready. We just have to wait. Yeah. We just have to wait. Right. And having one of our kids, you know, decided to be a vegan for years and her health suffered horribly because she didn't eat meat. Well, she did, she did, it wasn't because she didn't like meat because the flavor of meat is good. She really had a problem with the way the animals are treated. And so come to find out after talking to her, so many vegans feel that way. They don't want to eat the meat because they don't agree with how the, how the meat is being raised in these feedlots. And so they just don't eat it. So there's an entire population of people out there that refuse to eat it. And so their health, their mental health and their physical health, suffers because of the way the meat's raised so where where did it leave us you know as we were as we were going through this and having our own 
sort of turmoil and struggle and and then to thinking through where where do we end the podcast where do we leave folks with where's you know last time I, I, I talked about the hope for the small farmer um, on on this particular topic I think the hope is the small farmer mm. that's the hope mm-hmm. if if you're relying on a bullshit government label mm-hmm. to tell you where your products came from, mm-hmm. you are going to be disappointed. Yes. If you want to know that your beef was fed grass, buy it from a local farmer, go to the farm, see yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And we, that's a policy here. Our farm is open. If, you, if I'm going to grow your food, I feel like you should be able to come and see where it's being grown and what it's being fed. That's right. Open door policy. Transparent, as transparent as we can we'll make it. Give you a farm tour. I'll give you a farm tour. Yeah. So that, that to me is the hope on this one. Mm. It is not the government. It is not the agricultural <laughs> nope. marketing service. No. It, it, it's not the FDA. It's not the USDA. It's not the bullshit labels. Right. It is truly know your local farmer. Go meet them. Go visit the farm. Yeah. See how they're growing the animals. Yeah. And if you don't like the way that they're growing their find animals, another one. go find another local something farmer. That fits, something that fits what you're looking for. That's right. For you and your family. Yeah. So that's the hope in this, mm-hmm. is there, there are local farmers, mm-hmm. and you can go find. Yeah. And where it left us, I, when we were talking about it, it left me with, because we want to. Yeah. Because that's what we want to do. That's right. And everybody should do that too. You know, I'm not against grain. Our, our chickens eat grain. Our pigs eat grain. Our dairy cows, they eat grain because it helps them produce their milk, their jerseys, their genetics kind of dictate that they need some added to their diet in order to keep them healthy. Um, but our beef cows don't. We chose a, we chose a breed that that's, can survive really well without it. So I'm not against grain. If you want, like, if you got cows and you want to feed them grain, please, by all means, feed them grain. But jamming thousands into a very small space and feeding them whatever you can get your hands on that adds calories, that that hurts my soul. (laughs) (laughs) It really does. Yeah. Anyway. Y'all get to see us thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why do we do what we do? Well, we want good food and we want to know where it comes from. So we'll grow it. And we want you to know where yours comes from too. So find somebody and go see how they grow it. Yeah. Or come here and And, I'll show you how we grow it. And that's, that was how we ended our conversation before we started the podcast is we're growing our beef the way we want beef grown. That's it. That's it. That's it. And um, all of the other reasons that I was preparing um, to throw out were are some valid, some not, and really they didn't hold up much. Don't matter a whole lot. Mm-mm. It's this is how we want to do it. Yep. Yeah. And if if you like it, come buy some beef. And if you don't like it, go find somebody else that you like the way they're doing. Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. That's the cool thing about a free market economy, right? Is that you can, you get to choose. You get to choose where you buy your product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, this is great.
<laughs> topic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. It was supposed the to inter- be easy. Kelsey inter- Grass. No, Kelsey Grass. Right? Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't oh, planning on having like deep thoughts about what we're doing and why. Well, I think that's just the nature of the beast. Whenever you are trying to do something yeah. for yourself and somebody else, the reason that we're doing it is because the offerings were not suitable. Yeah. We didn't like it. We didn't like it. Yeah, not for us. And as it turns out, not for a lot of other people. Because they like the beef. Mm. And the pork. And the chicken. Yeah. And the eggs. (laughs) (laughs) More eggs coming, y'all. Turns out. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So um, what are we going to talk about next week? Next week, we are going to talk about pace of life. We're going to talk about... Dirt roads. Oh, dirt roads. Well, that would that sort of makes us sound like we're not busy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you're you're retired. We just slow, kick back all the time. The slow pace. The slow pace of farming. Of but, life in the ozone. I know, but it might be an oxymoron in the end. It's kind of like cows eat grass. I don't I, know. It may I, turn out different. I can't than imagine <laughs> how this is going to turn out. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> Me either. Oh my goodness. No, that's good. Yeah, it is a slower pace. At least in the car. Well, the, yeah. <laughs> the idea the was that it's not the rat race. No, it's not. And it's, it really it's isn't. different than the big city life. It really is. That we've led in the past yeah. at times. I mean, it, we haven't always been in a big city, but at times we've been in huge cities. And so the hmm. the thought process behind it was let's yeah. let's delve a bit into that. I like it. I can't imagine where it's going to end can't up. Either. I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys. Right? <laughs> oh man! Good well, boy. thank you guys for listening again um, and for the comments. If you like it, make sure you subscribe, follow, and like and comment. Um, if we've said something that really makes you think or you question or you just think we're just plumb wrong, you know, that's cool too. Let us know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? oh, I thought, I mean, we may be. Oh, uh, well, you know, we do what we do. Right. Yeah, but <laughs> as of right now, we have a calf that wants to be with her mom. Oh, that's true. I think actually it's a him. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Anyway, thanks for hanging out with us and until next week. Okay. Bye y'all. Bye y'all. <laughs>